Welcome to the Way of the Bible podcast, inspiring and empowering Christians of all measures of faith to simply believe God and follow Jesus. Join in with our host, Bible teacher and guide, Dr. Philip Zimmerman, as he explores the paths through Scripture that lead to life in the will of God, being joyful always, praying continually, and being thankful in all circumstances, simply by believing God and following Jesus. And now, Dr. Z. Welcome again. This is Dr. Philip Zimmerman and Dr. Z. And you join me for episode number 115 of Way of the Bible podcast. So glad to have you with me today. This is our third of eight episodes in our 15th mini-series entitled, It's All About Jesus. On this episode, we're going to take a look at the often overlooked explanations of the parable of the sower presented by Jesus in Luke chapter 8. On our last episode, we looked at the parable, Jesus' reasons for parables, and Jesus' interpretation of the parable, all presented in Luke chapter 8, verses 4 to 15. On this episode, we're going to see how the passage is described as a lamp under a jar, and Jesus' mother and brothers found in Luke chapter 8, verses 16 to 21, illuminate the central theme of the parable up to verse 15. In addition to presenting different aspects of the parable, on our last episode, I weaved into the discussion how the narratives of the fall in Genesis chapter 3 and of Cain and Abel in Genesis chapter 4 are reflected in the parable. What is plainly seen in the Bible is Jesus. From Genesis 1-1 to Revelation 22-21, the entire Bible from cover to cover is all about Jesus. Here's a short sidebar before I continue. If I've learned anything from the Word of God, it is to get over myself, (laughs) a reality I struggle with to this day. It is a daily battle of resisting the flesh to please, impress, inspire, and keep at bay people I don't even know, and to a lesser extent, people I do know. (laughs) How crazy is that? Or should I ask, how normal is that? I'm vividly aware as a born-again believer in Christ, sanctified and indwelt by the Holy Spirit, I should be constantly yielding to the Spirit in all aspects of my life. Yet I could forget who I am as the cares, riches, and pleasures of the world press in. I can forget whose I am as persecution presses in. And I can forget where I am when I expose myself to those who would trample the Word of God underfoot. In each of these instances, the only thing that awakens me out of temporary slumber is the heart-piercing and thought-discerning Word of God. It is not an awakening into condemnation, quite the opposite. It is an awakening into the power of the right hand of God to silence and bind up any and all that would come against me. We are each in our own way deeply entrenched in spiritual warfare, not against those we know and see, but against powers, principalities, and dark spiritual forces in the spiritual realm. We now know their presence as we are no longer part of them. At one time, we were a part of them, being enslaved by the devil to do his will and locked down tight in darkness and death. But now, by the redemptive power of the gospel, we were set free into true life, into light, into eternal life through faith in Jesus Christ by the grace and mercy of God our Father. We are to constantly remind ourselves we died, we were purchased with a price, we were adopted into God's family, and we now live a new life, not of the flesh, but of the Spirit. And in this new life, the list is likely endless of the things we've become and inherited. A short list is presented by Paul in Ephesians chapter 1. In this passage, Paul tells us, in Christ we are blessed, chosen, 
predestined, adopted, accepted, redeemed, forgiven, enlightened, given an inheritance, sealed by the Holy Spirit, and assured of our salvation. And there's much more, more than these. And given time, Lord willing, over the life of this podcast, we'll explore many of them. Now, this change from who I was to who I am and then to who I will become takes the rest of this life, as Paul and the other epistle writers make very plain. I encourage you to join with me on this quest to fully believe God and follow Jesus and be immersed in the way of the Bible that leads to life, fellowship, and union with God through Jesus Christ our Lord. And it can all start with this seemingly simple parable of the sower. Of course, that ends the sidebar. So, Before we jump into the text for this episode, let me inform those who did not listen to our last episode and those who did, Jesus' insight, the parable, and interpretations in their respective order. The insight for the parable is given by Jesus in Luke chapter 8, verse 9. To you, that be the disciples, it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of God. But for those, they are in parables, so that seeing they may not see, and hearing they may not understand. Now, the disciples were given to know the secrets of the kingdom of God. These secrets can be heard, seen, and understood. But Jesus spoke these secrets in parables, so the people, although seeing, may not see, and hearing may not understand. And the key that opens insight into this parable is from Luke chapter 8, verse 11. Now, the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. The parable focuses on the word of God. That's the seed. And what happens when it is cast upon people, and that would be the soil in this parable, in the world, and they hear. Notice that word hear as we continue, because in each of these instances, the people upon whom the word of God is cast, they all hear. The first soil in the parable is presented in Luke chapter 8, verse 5. A sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell along the path and was trampled underfoot, and the birds of the air devoured it. Jesus' interpretation of this first soil is presented in Luke chapter 8, verse 12. The ones along the path are those who have heard. Then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts, so they may not believe and be saved. So we see the similarity of all these soils in this first soil in that they hear. And we'll see this again as we continue. The second soil comes out of Luke chapter 8, verse 6. And some fell on the rock, and as it grew up, it withered away because it had no moisture. And Jesus' interpretation is found in Luke chapter 8, verse 13. And the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear the word, receive it with joy. But they have no root. They believe for a while, and in a time of testing, fall away. Again, they hear. (laughs) The seed is sown, the word of God is sown in their presence, and they hear. Third soil is contained in Luke chapter 8, verse 7. And some fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up with it and choked it. And Jesus' interpretation of this third soil comes out of Luke chapter 8, verse 14. And as for what fell among the thorns, they are those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by the cares and riches and pleasures of life, and their fruit does not mature. The fourth soil is presented in Luke chapter 8, verse 8. And some fell into good soil, and grew and yielded a hundredfold. And Jesus' interpretation of this fourth soil is presented in Luke chapter 8, verse 15. As for that in the good soil, they are those who, hearing the word, hold it fast in an honest and good heart and bear fruit with patience. And again, I hope you picked up on the parable and the interpretations. The word of God was spread on all four soils. Those are people. And all four types of people heard, but they did not all respond in the same way. 
Jesus is now going to soak here for a moment on this idea of hearing with his disciples so that his disciples who are listening, and we as well in 2023, have it sink in what he just said. Be careful and be aware of how you hear. And with that as a brief introduction, let's get into the text. We'll start in Luke chapter 8, verses 16 to 18, which concerns a lamp being covered by a jar. No one, after lighting a lamp, covers it with a jar or puts it under a bed but puts it on a stand, so that those who enter may see the light. For nothing is hidden that will not be made manifest, nor is anything secret that will not be made known and come to light. Take care, then, how you hear, for the one who has, more will be given. And from the one who has not, even what he thinks that he has, will be taken away. Is Jesus mixing metaphors here, or is he really saying something about the four types of soil and the casting of the seed, or is he talking about the disciples? Let's explore this a little more closely. Jesus told his disciples in Luke chapter 8, verse 9, To you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of God. Jesus said in John chapter 8, verse 12, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. If part of the secrets of the kingdom of God were Jesus himself, the light of the world, would revealing that to his disciples light them up as well as witnesses to be the light? This is how John described John the Baptist in John chapter 1, verse 8. He was not the light, that's John the Baptist was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. Did Jesus tell his disciples that he was going to put them on a stand so that those that may enter may see the light that is in them? I think so. And while they knew a little, there was still much more they did not yet know or understand about the light, and growing in knowledge and understanding is not optional if you want to stay lit. (laughs) Jesus is telling them. And this is where Jesus drops the mind-bender bomb statement. This comes out of Luke chapter 8, verse 18. Take care then how you hear, for to the one who has, much more will be given. And from the one who has not, even what he thinks he has will be taken away. Now remember, this is a further teaching or a deeper dive for the disciples of the parable of the sower. The seed, being the word of God, is cast upon four soils, and that be people who hear differently. Jesus is warning his disciples, take care then how you hear. Do not hear like the first three, but hear like the fourth soil which in Luke 8, 15 says, As for that in the good soil, they are those who, hearing the word, hold it fast in an honest and good heart and bear fruit with patience. When hearing and holding the word fast in an honest and good heart, in so doing, more will be given, which is really good as the fruit bearing only comes with patience. The more that you receive and hold fast in an honest and good heart, the more you'll be given, and the more you'll be given. And the more you'll be given. This is what Jesus is telling his disciples. Keep, keep it, keep it, keep it, and let your light burn brightly. Which is really good as the fruit bearing only comes with patience. And so this fruit bearing is going to and so this fruit bearing is going to increase, constantly be increasing. And not heeding to his warning, which was to take care then how you hear, could result in even what they think they have being taken away. Now, the first soil hearers trample upon the word of God, and the devil comes and steals it out of their heart. That's pretty bad. The second soil people where the word of God is sown have no root because of the lack of moisture, and although initially receiving it with joy during times of testing, they fall away. Third soil people allow the cares, riches, and pleasures of the world to choke out the word, not allowing its fruit to mature. 
And of course, the fourth soil people receive the word and hold it in an honest and good heart and with patience bear fruit a hundredfold. What clear instruction by Jesus. As you read the book of Acts in the epistles and letters, you get an idea of what their patient endurance cost these disciples of Jesus, as well as those that followed their teachings. The light bearers of the faith passed on the light to others, and some recorded that light into scriptures. Those early adherents to the faith, what did it cost them to simply believe God and follow Jesus? It cost them their reputations, their fortunes, their livelihoods, and in many cases, their very lives. Yet they did not let the light go out, but passed it down to others who for the past 2,000 years have been doing likewise. And it was passed down to us and being passed down even in 2023. Will we be those who continue to have the word of God added into our lives and shine brightly for all to see who enter? Or will we simply go out like a spent candle in a darkened window? The final passage of the parable of the sower is Luke chapter 8, verses 19 to 21. This is often referred to as Jesus' mother and brothers. Then his mother and brothers came to him, but they could not reach him because of the crowd. And he was told, Your mother and your brothers are standing outside, desiring to see you. But he answered them, My mother and my brothers are those who hear the word of God and do it. I've often wondered how many people in the world have known of this event and Jesus' response. While many Christians know of the event, the far majority do not understand the significance and implication of Jesus' response. Jesus has just taught us a parable of the sowing of the Word of God in four soils, types of people, who hear the Word and their response. He then teaches the disciples, not the people hearing the parable, right, what the parable means and the importance of how one hears. And while he's still teaching, he's still teaching his disciples, his mother and his brothers come to take him away. Jesus seemed to have been unmoved by his mother and brothers standing outside demanding to see him. Let us remember who Jesus is. While he was incarnated within Mary's womb and she bore him, Jesus is the one who knit Mary together in her mother's womb. In fact, Jesus is the one who created us all, created everything seen and unseen. Jesus is being asked an identity question. Where is he from? Earth or heaven? Who is he going to pay attention to? His response answers this origin question. comes out of Luke chapter 8, verse 21. My mother and my brothers are those who hear the word of God and do it. Jesus is saying intimacy of mother and brother is given by him for those who hear the word of God and do it. Take care then how you hear is how Jesus put it. Hear with an honest and good heart that will hold fast the word and produce fruit with patience by doing what it says. I'll read a few reminder passages of the importance of hearing and doing the Word of God for both the Old and New Testaments. It starts off in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 to 9, and then verse 25. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. And shall talk of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. And then verse 25, And it will be righteousness for us if we are careful to do all this commandment before the Lord our God, as he has commanded us. So that obedience is, of course, to the Ten Commandments and then the 660 other laws that are in the laws and statutes that, uh, that God gave to Moses there at Mount Sinai or Mount Horeb. Next passage comes out of Joshua 1.8. This is when Joshua is about to take the people into the promised land to conquer the land. 
This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and you will have good success. So there's this obedience. There is there is a reward that comes from obedience. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 to 27, Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. John fourteen twenty one. Jesus says, Whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he is the one who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Paul in Romans chapter 16, verses 25 to 26. Now to him who is able to strengthen you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery that was kept secret for long ages, but has now been disclosed and through the prophetic writings has been made known to all nations according to the command of the eternal God to bring about the obedience of faith. Do what it says, the obedience of faith. James chapter 1, verse 22 to 25. Be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. And finally, out of Revelation chapter 1, verse 3, Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear and who keep what is written in it, for the time is near. Now, with that, we end our overview of the parable of the sower presented in Luke chapter 8. Similar parables are also found in Matthew chapter 13 and Mark chapter 4. So what's our takeaway? The number one takeaway for me is God is serious about his word. Jesus is telling us today in 2023, take care then how you hear. Read the word of God with intentionality of hearing from God. And when you hear, confirm what you hear with another scripture and then do what it says. But why does that seem so hard? (laughs) God created the heavens and the earth. He then created creatures on the earth in his image and likeness and desired to be in eternal union with them if they chose. The tree of life was in the Garden of Eden. And had they eaten of it, Adam and Eve would have entered the eternal state with God right then. But rather than simply believe and obey God, mankind was deceived, disobeyed God, and sin entered the world, and death, darkness, and eternal destruction with the devil followed. (laughs) And ever since, mankind has been in rebellion against God. God gave mankind minds and languages, and God chose Abraham and made a covenant with him that through him a descendant would be born who would bless all nations. And God rose up prophets of the people of God to record what he wanted mankind to know about him from the beginning to the end. And they recorded what God wants us to know about him, his people, the world, sin, judgment, salvation, eternal life, the eternal state, and much, much more. The written word of God is living and active. It's a discerner of hearts, and it is to be obeyed, not because of punishment if you don't, but because of the rewards and blessings if you do. And of course, we'll get more of those rewards and blessings as we continue to explore what it means to mature in Christ. 
On our next episode, we'll take a hard saying by Jesus and explore this idea of obedience leading to sanctification. Thank you again for listening. Subscribe, follow, rate, and review the show. Show notes and other resources are found on my website, waythebible.com. Join me on the path. Write me a note. I would love to hear from you. And let me end this episode as I end all my episodes by saying, simply believe God and follow Jesus. Live as a child of light overflowing with living water and the will of God. Being joyful always, praying continually, and thankful in all circumstances. Be blessed, my brothers and sisters. We hope this episode of Way of the Bible has you feeling inspired and empowered to simply believe God and follow Jesus. Remember to search the scriptures to confirm what you've heard today. And join us next episode as we continue to discover together the treasures of wisdom and knowledge hidden in Christ and be transformed daily by the renewing of your mind. Knowing God's will for you is a life filled with joy, prayer, and thanksgiving. Be blessed.